Ezekiel 22 and verse 20 or verse 30 from the message translation says, I looked for someone to stand up for me against all this. And if you read the beginning of the chapter, you find out that conditions were pretty bad. It was a backslidden nation. And beloved, just as God judged Israel and judges other nations, he has not changed his character today. Those who call upon his name and those who profess to be his people must be his people. He does not permit indefinite hypocrisy to exist in his name. To repair the defenses of the city, to take a stand for me and stand in the gap to protect this land so I wouldn't have to destroy it. I couldn't find anyone, no, not one. The contemporary English version reads this way. I looked for someone to defend the city and to protect it from my anger, as well as to stop me from destroying it. But I found no one. It's an awesome scripture. It's a holy ground experience. It's one of those scriptures that grabs you in the heart and makes you realize that there is a sovereign God who rules over all. And has a will and has a purpose and will absolutely see to it that it is accomplished. He's speaking to his favorite people. He called them his wife, Israel. But he's speaking to an unfaithful wife. He's speaking to a people, a nation that were supposed to show forth his praises. That were supposed to evangelize the world. But they failed so many times in so many ways. Stand in the gap simply put means to speak out for what is right, to defend the flock, and intercede for the lost. Just as he had the nation of Israel that was his witness, today he has the church. And I've made a statement here that I think you can agree with. I believe it is true. And it is simply this. The facts are these. The church is the only agency that can save America. How many of you believe that? It is not in our government, though I respect our government and those who serve us, who are supposed to be the servants of the people, who sometimes forget that. I am so glad to be in America. I am so glad to be an American. I thank God every day that I get up and I go to work. I have a job and I have the freedom to pursue my goals and my aspirations. America, never has there been a nation like it on on earth, other than perhaps early Israel. America is one of the greatest nations ever to exist. And yet, beloved, America exists because of God, not because of our form of government. The church in America is in trouble. 30% per capita now, per capita. There are 30% fewer churches today in America than there were in 1950. We are not planting churches. We are not establishing churches like we should be to keep up with population growth. Now, one positive note I can say here for the Assemblies of God and specifically for the Tennessee District of the Assemblies of God, last year we led our denomination in the nation in establishing new churches. That is a good trend. 
4,000 churches die every year in America. Now, I'm not talking about just Assemblies of God here. I'm talking about church in general. North American churches are not growing. You say, well, but pastor, don't you know about the mega churches? Let me just clue you in here in a minute. Giving is less in the churches today. Giving is less than it was during the Great Depression per capita. Comparing apples to apples, Christians are giving less to their churches today than they did during the Great Depression. The United States is the number two missionary receiving country in the world. Beloved, we are the ones who were so inspired to send out missionaries. The situation now is that those whom we evangelized are now coming to evangelize America because they see America as a mission field. What a switch. 3,500 people leave the church in the United States every day. The church is in trouble. If the church is the only institution, if the church is the only body, if the church is the only organism that God can use, and it should be a living organism, 250,000 of the 300,000 churches in America have plateaued. What does that mean? It means they have stopped growing. 85% of churches surveyed were losing members. 14% grew by transfer growth. Remember I alluded to the mega churches you see on TV? Most of those are filled with members from other churches. They like the bigness and they like the program and they like the ability to sit in the crowd and not be involved and be entertained by all the wonderful programs that are put on on stage. Ask them if they know their pastor, if they've talked to him recently, not a chance. You have to have an appointment six months out. And you're fortunate if you get to talk to him then and don't wind up talking to one of his associates. He's got a big job to do. He's got a big crowd to entertain. He's got speaking engagements. He's got television broadcasts. He doesn't have time to talk to you. He'll assign one of his associates for that job. 14% grew by transfer growth. Only 1% of all churches grew by conversion. What I am saying is that the church is in trouble. Does she even know it is the question. Has anybody said the church is in trouble? Or do we just continue along with business as usual and think everything's all right? Oh, everything's okay. Are we so busy that we have forgotten what is priority number one? If the church is the one to save America, beloved, we need to cry out to God for the church in America. 